0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm the tech editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as he always does, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there. So... We, uh, where we're going to talk about something that you might see and not understand. Right. At at least in my case, because, (laughs) you know, because
1: you see it and you don't understand it. Exactly. This comes, this comes to us courtesy of a little listener mail. And here we go. Hi, my name is James. I love how stuff works. I was reading an article on HDMI and kind of learned how progressive scan works, but better to hear it from the experts. What can you tell me in podcast form? Well, James, um, first of all, he asking I, us? is they have the whole experts. I know maybe we're supposed to forward this on to someone, but, uh, we'll, we'll give it a shot. So progressive scan, uh, we're talking about televisions here mm-hmm. or monitors, computer monitors as well can have progressive scan. And True. Most do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a technology specifically that, uh, deals with how your television generates images. Now your old analog TVs, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the big old bulky machines that we used to watch television on.
0: I'm sorry, used to. Some of us still own analog TVs.
1: Yeah, a lot of our listeners have never watched television on one of those. Can you can you think? Can you wrap your head around that? Uh, well, okay. So okay, the old people in the room. Uh, we used to, and sometimes still do, watch television on these old analog television sets and these TV sets use a technology called interlacing to display images. Yes. So every single time you're looking at a a television that's on and showing something like some sort of television program, um, you're actually looking at thousands and thousands and thousands of tiny little dots of light that we call pixels.
0: Yes. All right. Now, and they come in
1: rows. Yes. Rows and columns. In Mm -hmm. fact, Uh, and so we we usually look at them. Uh, uh, you can either look at them as horizontal rows or or vertical columns. The, the idea here is that uh, the the television sort of paints this picture with light. Mm-hmm. All right. Your old analog TVs used an electron gun to yes. to paint these pictures, and we'll we'll probably talk more about the electron gun, how it did this, and. Uh, kind of the evolution of TVs in another future podcast.
0: At least we have plans to do that. Yeah,
1: we've got a lot of requests for that, so that that's in the that's in the works. We haven't we haven't tackled that one yet because it's a it's a little bit heavier of a topic than this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At any rate, it paints the pictures line by line. Yes. All right, and with the old interlacing technology, it wouldn't paint the entire picture. It would paint every other line. Uh, per per scan, if you want to call it that, all right? Yeah, basically the even lines and the odd lines, if you yes. will. Yes, and it alternates between the two, and each set displays for one thirtieth of a second. Mm-hmm. So 30 times a second, you get all the odd lines, and 30 times a second, you get all the even lines, and they're um, they're alternating back and forth. That gives you your 60 hertz refresh rate. Right. Okay, but you're only getting 30 per set of lines. Mm-hmm. So that's called interlacing. It interlaces the odd lines with the even lines. Right. Progressive scan is different. In progressive scan, you get all the lines shown on each on each uh, blast. So instead of getting you know half of them every thirty and the other half, have, uh, or sorry, thirty every second for half and thirty every second for the other half, you get sixty of all of them per second. Right. With a sixty hertz refresh rate. Yes. Because that's talking about 60 times per second. That's what the Hertz means in this case. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's painting every line on the picture. Now, what does this mean to you as a television viewer? Well, uh, did you
0: want to take a stab? Well, I was going to say that uh, the image appears more stable. Yes. And uh, it it doesn't display as many artifacts, which are those little uh, digital bits that don't seem to, you know.
1: Yeah, they look really jagged. Yes. These little jagged...
0: Smoother their picture
1: yeah exactly there's these if you've ever watched um say a a really good d v d on a on an old uh interlace uh television set mm-hmm. um you might notice that there are these occasionally these little jagged uh uh images that show up as the as the show or the the d v d plays right and it's once you notice them it's hard not to notice them from that point yes. on you start noticing them in everything and um it's very irritating progressive scan eliminates a lot of that because it does smooth out the picture mm-hmm. so this is why when you were first looking at hd TVs back when they were first becoming popular uh you know you had a couple of different choices there was the the 720 and the 1080 which that refers to how many lines of pixels you have right yeah so for so,
0: for top to bottom yeah there are 720 lines or 1080 lines
1: right so and that that changes the resolution is it top to bottom or left to no, right no i think
0: it's left to right because no, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. make left sense right. i'm sorry right. uh because uh, left to right if you have a 1080 line tv that's the 16 by 9 resolution versus the
1: Four to three. Yeah. Okay. So um, I apologize. That's all right. No, I I get confused all the time about this, guys. I mean, I write about them all the time and I still have to look it up because there's so many numbers that are involved here. Yes. So, but 720, if you you could get like a 720p television, that would mean that it was a progressive scan television that had the 720 lines of resolution. Mm -hmm. Or a 1080i resolution, which meant it had 1,080 lines of resolution at, that was interlaced by the way, the 720 and 1080 thing. That's not really how many lines of resolution you have, how many lines of pixels, but we're going to stick with that just because that's the, the, what the industry standard, standard is called. Yeah. Um, so don't write in and tell me, you know, actually it's not really 1080 cause I happen to know that. Um, but we're, someone will no do it anyway. It. Yeah. Well, don't pause the podcast people listen to it all the way through and then tell us how stupid we are. Um, <laughs> Actually, we're great. So anyway, the you might think, all right, well, if this television has more lines of pixels, it must be better because more is better, right? Well, not necessarily. Yes, you might have more pixels per uh, on your screen. You might, have, and which more means you're going to have smaller pixels. Usually, means that you have a sharper image, right? A sharper picture. That's what high definition really is all about. Not the sharper image. I didn't say a yeah, thing. Yeah, but you're smirking at me. So, uh, so. Usually, more pixels does mean better, but when it comes to interlace versus progressive, Mm -hmm. then you have a different argument. You're saying, well, progressive scan gives you a smoother image, especially when stuff is moving around, um, and interlace can give you these artifacts. So in that case, it might be better to get the 720 rather than the 1080, especially if you're talking about smaller TVs, because these higher resolutions aren't really that noticeable on televisions that are around... I don't know, 36 inches or smaller. 36 inches is a big TV, and it really is kind of big. Mm-hmm. But um when you're starting to get – it's only when you start getting up into the 50 and 60-inch televisions that you really start to need to worry about a 1080 resolution. And if it were 1080i with the interlace, it would not necessarily be a better experience than if you were to get the same size in 720p.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, eventually, manufacturers started to come out with 1080p models. So these are the progressive scan uh sets that have one thousand eighty lines of resolution and uh those are really nice. they look really sharp um again, unless you have an enormous television, it may not really make a huge difference uh how many lines of resolution are in there but the the technology behind it matters a lot. Yes, now, another thing to keep in mind is the refresh rate on your television mm-hmm. now this is this is different from whether it's progressive or interlaced. Your refresh right. rate is how many times your television is generating that image per second. And as we mentioned before, we were, we started off talking about 60 hertz, where it was either going to be 30 times per second per set of lines with interlaced or 60 times per second for the entire picture with progressive. Um, but you now can find televisions with much higher refresh rates. Mm-hmm. 120 hertz is pretty much common now. And if you go into a... a, a Electronic store. Yes. So that means it's regenerating that image 120 times per second. Uh, you can even find higher resu- uh, refresh rates. 240 hertz is not unusual. In fact, someone in the office just recently purchased a 240 hertz uh, television. Was not. Was not I.
0: And obviously it wasn't me.
1: No, it was um, uh, someone else. I won't mention names because. I didn't ask if I could, but okay. someone else in the office for Christmas received a, or went out and purchased actually a 240 Hertz refresh rate television. Now that means that the image refreshes 240 times for a second. Now refresh rate helps smooth out, uh, images that are in, that are moving very quickly. Yes. When I say moving very quickly, I mean that objects on the screen appear to be moving. I mean, of course it's all an illusion anyway, right? Mm-hmm. It's all animation, right. but in particular, this is very important for things like sports. You know, sporting events, you've got people moving around really fast. You've got a lot of action going on. Um, and with the incredible detail that you get with high definition, it can create a lot of artifacts, a lot of blurring. So you want two things. You want a television that uh, can show a very sharp image and you want a television that can show very smooth motion. And that's where the refresh rate comes in. So, that means that the three things you really need to concentrate on when you're shopping for televisions for an HD TV are the lines of resolution, depending on the size of the TV. If it's a really, really big TV, you want the 1080. The method of uh, of how it's displaying the image, whether it's interlace or progressive. Progressive is better than interlace. Uh, there's you know, no two ways around that. And then the refresh rate, and uh, refresh rate is also very important for 3D technology. Because 3D, we're going back to showing two different images, uh, alternating between the two very, very quickly, um, and that requires a very fast refresh rate so that you can keep that that transition very smooth. So if you have a a, a d- display that has a very high refresh rate, then it is better. It's going to be better than showing uh, 3D images. And of course, here I'm talking mainly about um, ones that use uh, polarized lenses. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, you have to use glasses that have a polarized lens as opposed to the old red and uh, blue sets. Right. Because any TV can show the red and blue. I mean, that's that's a little different. You, know, you don't have to have a, a special HD TV to do that. But if you want to do the polarization, then you're going to need one that has a really good refresh rate.
0: And we actually uh, talked about the different kinds of uh, of 3D goggles or glasses, I should say, in, uh, like a year in, ago. Yeah, like a year ago. Wow, that was almost a year February ago. February
1: 9th, two thousand nine. Wow, gee whiz. Yeah. Okay. Only um, reason I know that is because I answered a listener mail today about 3D.
0: <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about the uh, the component video cable? Uh, because component that video cable. I mean, here again, this is something we've talked about in previous podcasts. but uh, you know, because of the progressive scan, the, the uh, amount of information, the cables are actually handled a little differently. Yeah. Because so, you don't have the typical you know, single video cable, the yellow and the red, white, yellow.
1: Yeah. That's, cable. that is an important distinction. Progressive scan, uh, it, the, the higher quality of, uh, device you have mm-hmm. feeding video into your television, the better the cables need to be in the sense of, the, of types of cables, not necessarily better within a type. Um, we had a, a discussion in another podcast about whether or not expensive cables are worth it. Yes. Uh, In general, a decent cable is going to perform just as well as a very high-end cable, at least for most people. Yeah. Uh, I guess arguably if you had amazingly finely tuned human senses that go beyond my own understanding, you might be able to detect the difference between high-end and normal.
0: That well, depends on how long the cable is, and you know, yeah. a couple other things. There are other factors, and, that, you know, but in general, if
1: the if the if the cable is really well made, in the sense that it's really durable, then that obviously makes a difference too. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have two cables that start out working really well and essentially are indistinguishable between the two, and then a year later, one is still performing at that level, and the other is slowly kind of falling apart because it's just a you know not not as well made. Mm-hmm. But uh, you don't tend to see like. Usually, you're not going to see a jump in quality based upon the cable, but getting back to component, a component uh, versus a composite cable. Right. Component cable breaks out the video stream into three separate um, streams. Mm -hmm. So uh, each one of those cables is carrying essentially one third of the information necessary to generate the image on your uh, television. Yeah. And it provides an incredibly sharp picture if you have the right equipment feeding the image into the TV. Yeah, it
0: actually sp- splits out the the light and the color. Yes. Um, into th- into the three different cables. Yeah, the,
1: the the cables themselves are colored red, green, and blue. So some people believe that that means that all the red information is carried on yeah. one, the green on another, and the blue on the third. No, it's that's just not a, the case. It's
0: a color coding thing.
1: Yeah, it's a color. It's just yeah, it's just so that you plug the right cable into the right socket. That's all that that, that that's all that really indicates. It's not an indication of what color it tends to carry. Right. Now the old uh. The old composite ones that, like you said, it's the it's one old, yellow. Yeah, card. that's all the video. That's in all. One cable. That's the entire video feed, which is not going to be that that sort of high definition experience you want. Yeah. Uh, you can also use HDMI, which will give you the high definition experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I prefer the component video over the HDMI mainly because component video uh, does not have um, DRM. Yes, DRM associated with it. Digital, digital rights, rights management. management. Yes, HDMI does have digital rights management associated with it, which means that you may or may not be able to do things like make a legal copy of something for your own benefit because it's using HDMI rather than component. Right. Uh, But that also does suggest that – there's been talk that movie studios and and manufacturers may stop supporting component video um, entirely. They'll just stop creating devices that have component video outputs, forcing you into HDMI – which would mean, you know, that's the convenient way of getting around that whole DRM loop. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do not look forward to that day because eventually any electronics device that you purchase, you will have to replace sometime. I mean, it's just not going to work forever. Um, you know, either it just wears out or the cat throws up on it or yeah. the kid throws up on the cat and then the cat rubs up against it. Yes. I mean, it's something, there's a lot of vomit that, involved.
0: That's really pleasant. Thank you so much for that.
1: Yeah, lunch is right after the podcast, folks. Oh, good. Um, nah, anyway, so I, <laughs> does I, uh, poor Matt Frederick. <laughs> Matt Frederick is our guest producer today, ladies and gentlemen, and I hear him whimpering halfway between laughter and halfway between little sounds. Being of completely disgusted. Being disgusted, yes. It's great. That's how we know the episode is a success when we when we discuss the producer um so yeah that's the that's the whole component uh versus composite video cord mm-hmm. um is there anything else you wanted to cover about progressive scanning we've pretty much covered the basics and and you know there's of course there's a lot behind the scenes if you're talking about technology about how does this actually work but uh just for the con- regular consumer the important thing to remember is that little lowercase p that is going to be the indication that you're going to get the the smoothest, sharpest picture.
0: The P stands for quality. Yes. Or Just something. flip it in a
1: mirror and then it's a Q. <laughs> um, yeah, because the I uh, the – yeah. Ju- y- 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 this is the confusing thing about technology is when you see a number and it's a bigger number than another number, you immediately think, oh, this one has to be better. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is one of those cases where that's not necessarily true.
0: Yeah, they uh- – well it's easy to market because it's easy for people to understand. Yeah, so, it's kinda of
1: going back to the whole megapixel thing with yeah, the megahertz. cameras. Yeah. Oh, megahertz thing. Yes. The the what well, that's getting of course oh. now it's gigahertz, but yes. Yes. Mega, so, mega, mega. Go out, get yourself a progressive scan DVD or HD or well, Blu-ray player. I was gonna say HD DVD, but yeah. that's just silly. <laughs> Don't go out and get one of those people. That that format's been dead for two years now. Um, go out oh, and get a Blu-ray player, get an HDTV player, get a, get a nice component, uh, video cord, hook them all up, enjoy that high refresh rate, watch that, that high definition movie, let your jaw hit the floor. Remember, you know, in, in 2010, this year, I mean, we're gonna see some 3D content start to come out on things like, uh, the Discovery Channel and ESPN, so you're that's gonna true. want one of those. Yep. Fast television, so you can watch that. And then just just because you have a fast television doesn't necessarily mean it's 3D ready either. But we're going to start seeing those come out hit the market this year too. So
0: they're becoming more affordable though. That's one thing I noticed over the holiday season. You know, with all the you know deluge of ads.
1: Yeah, Chris Uh, pointed out earlier that a lot of the uh, the kind of the value um, models of televisions are starting to come out supporting these features. mm -hmm. You know, before it was always the leading. Edge companies like Sony and Panasonic, these are the ones that tend to produce the high end version of uh, televisions, and now we're starting to see the the next tier kind of produce their own HD TVs with mm-hmm. a 3 d capability and other cool goodies. All right, well, I guess that wraps up our discussion on progressive scan yeah. uh, and it leads us to a little more listener mail. This listener mail comes from Gabriel, who says, Hey guys, I'm from Brazil, and everyone loves your podcast over here. Wow, I wish I knew Portuguese for thank you. I'm quite curious about that NVIDIA Home 3D monitor. How does it work? Is it worth worth it to buy one now, or should I wait for the technology to develop a little more? Thanks, guys, and keep it up. Well, Gabriel, uh, I actually looked into this a little bit, because I wasn't sure what you were referring to. Uh, NVIDIA doesn't really make monitors. Now, they do make a software called the nvidia home monitor but that's meant to monitor your your pc it's designed to uh, keep uh, tabs on what your computer is doing how it's performing really like Mm -hmm. is your cpu performing at peak performance do you need more memory do you you know do you need more storage that kind of thing and it does it in a 3d environment because nvidia has been making graphics cards and uh, glasses that work uh in you know, in a 3D setup on your computer. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to run 3D software on your computer, what you're going to need is you're going to need a computer that runs at a, a pretty fast clip. It's going to have to have a good graphics card. Like in this case, we're talking about NVIDIA makes several cards that are specifically 3D capable. Mm-hmm. You're going to need um, an, a pair of, of 3D glasses. Now, in NVIDIA's case, these are active glasses. Uh, they're not polarized. They actually have little electronic shutters in them that clo- open and close so fast that you can't even see it. You, c- you don't perceive that they're opening and shutting, but they are at a really fast rate. The monitor is actually displaying two different sets of images timed exactly with the way your glasses are shuttering on and off. You know, each lens alternating. Yes. So that's what creates the illusion of a 3D image. Um, and the two are synced up together, right? So you've got the glasses, you've got the the computer running the with the graphics card, and you're going to need a special monitor. And NVIDIA actually lists the different kinds of monitors that are compatible with its system uh, because they all have to have a specific kind of refresh rate in order for it to work with the NVIDIA graphics card. So when you get those three things together, and then, of course, some software that supports 3D, mm-hmm. uh, you can... You can play games in 3D. There's some software like the NVIDIA Home Monitor, which, like I said, it, it all it does is really show you what your computer is doing, like how it's performing. Um, then you can use that kind of stuff. Uh, having used the NVIDIA glasses, I actually got a chance to, to test drive them at the Consumer Electronics Show back in 2009. Mm-hmm. I can tell you I was really impressed with them. They performed really well. Uh, I played Left 4 Dead on um, – uh, in 3D, and I was really impressed with how it performed. In fact, so much so that it is hard for me to play Left 4 Dead without it being in 3D now because it's just not nearly as much fun. So, uh, I'd say that the technology is actually pretty well developed already. I don't know... I mean, I'm sure there will always be improvements, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you could always wait and wait and see if something better comes out, but that's always going to be the case. Uh, you might want to wait a little bit longer because uh, by the time this Publishes the Consumer Electronics Show for 2010 will have been over, but there will be new 3D monitors and 3D video cards coming out. So you may just want to keep an eye out and see what the the best thing is within your own price range. Um, I can tell you that that it was a great experience when I played it, and more and more video game uh, manufacturers, more and more uh, uh, content creators are going to support 3D. So. At least in the short run, it'll be it is going to be the thing. Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. it lasts, I don't know. It, it it may just be a fad, but I can tell you, it's pretty darn cool.
0: But yes, on the uh, on the day we're recording this, we found out that uh, that several people are coming out with full time 3D channels. Yes, so I'm I'm sure that just a few days ago, we would have said, well, you know, with very little content out there, it's more likely to remain a fad. But you know. That may help push it in the other direction entirely and so.
1: one of those two content providers is ESPN and mm. I the the two the two markets I think that are going to really propel 3d into the common living space will be sports and video games yeah those are the two markets I think that 3d is going to appeal to first and strongest and then eventually it'll trickle down into other stuff you'll get people who want certain 3D movies, and we may eventually start to see other kinds of programs created in 3D. And then who knows? Maybe five years down the line, everything will be 3D. Uh, I think that they really need to get past the whole you need glasses to watch this thing for that to happen. Also, if that does happen, it's really going to leave out a lot of people who have lost vision in one eye because mm-hmm. you do need the use of both eyes to be able to perceive depth in all the 3D systems that exist right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except true. I think maybe the lenticular display because that that does it for you.
0: Hmm. I think. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I didn't try closing one eye when we I saw one. Either. Yeah, uh,
0: we actually had a chance to see one of the... Uh, The TV's with a lenticular film over the the screen.
1: Which meant that you did not have to wear glasses to see it, to see the 3D image. You know what? I think there's going to be some at a Consumer Electronics Show, which at the time of this recording, I'm about to leave to go to it. And then by the time it publishes, I will have already come back. So this is time travel, you guys.
0: (laughs) The first time we've uh, uh, impersonated time travelers.
1: Nope. And it won't be the last. <laughs> well, Gabriel, I hope that answers your question. Uh, if I didn't answer your question, if, if you're thinking of a very specific product, write me back and, uh, send a, send a link to it and I'll take a look at it. But from what I could see, that's, that's what it looked like to me. And if any of you have any questions or comments, you know, you've got something you want to get off your chest, send it to techstuff at housetofworks.com and Chris and I will talk to you again really soon.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?